This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So, um, the tragedy of Matthew Perry's death um, is just gripping people, and we found out something that's just hard to even hear, but if the timing were a little bit different, Matthew Perry might be alive today. Nobody's fault, we want to make that clear. It is just the the way- the timing just did not work out out. in his favor. Uh, You know, well, we, of course, Told you that he was found um, in a, an apparent drowning in the hot tub at his home. Um, his assistant had gone out to run some errands, uh, getting a new iPhone for Matthew and a Sunglasses. few other things. Um, and came back um, roughly what a, a couple of hours. It was after. two hours after he, after they had he, they had left each other. Right. Um, and what we've now learned is that Matthew's body was not underwater in that hot tub for that long before the assistant came back. They determine um, that. The coroner the can coroner. determine how long the body is underwater. Not that long. And obviously, the point being that it could have been different if somebody were around. I, I want to just underscore, this is this no is fault not, of the assistant. Obviously, because obviously nobody no idea knew. what was happening there. Right. I mean, he had gone to play pickleball earlier in the day. He was fine. He was playing pickleball, he came home, the assistant ran the errands. It just, the timing was just really bad and, and really awful. so much more tragic. Yeah. Um, what it comes down to is if for whatever reason, the assistant had gotten back a little bit sooner, um, traffic, uh, someone's, you know, in a store. A line at Verizon, you <laughs> right. know, it could be anything like that. And, you know, this could have worked this could have ended up very, very different. Yeah, and, and we know the, the L.A. County Fire Department, they uh, released a statement yesterday saying, you know, what had happened was he was discovered by the assistant. The assistant was able to hold him out of the water uh, until firefighters and paramedics arrived, and they pulled him fully out of the hot tub. But at that time, he was already deceased. Uh, we also know inside the home that kind of speaks to Matthew trying to get his health back on track. Uh, there were Nicorette patches and Nicorette gum. He had uh, infamously been a heavy cigarette smoker up to sometimes two packs a day. So kind of showed that he was trying to wean off that habit as well, too. So everything that we have heard, he was he was moving in the right direction as far as his health. It would be really interesting to see uh, to see what happened. Yeah, and we should also say, um, when we broke the story, we made it clear there was no foul play. And some people are kind of confused about why is the LAPD's LAPD robbery, hob- yeah. robbery homicide division handling it. That is very common in high-profile cases. Um, right. Does not mean that there was either a robbery or a homicide involved in the situation in that case. And that is this, the case with Matthew Perry. There is no robbery. There's no homicide. But that is an elite division for LAPD that handles. They, are, they tend to be the most seasoned detectives. They tend to also have the most resources in that division. Um, and in high-profile cases, and you would wonder, well, why is a high-profile, why do they get that? It's just because there's more of a microscope on it, and it just kind of... LAPD saying we're putting our, our, our best 
put forward. And, and, it, and it makes sense. The other thing I think we want to talk about is Matthew Perry's legacy that you've probably heard um, video a year ago when, he, when his book came out. He was saying that he wanted his legacy not to be friends, but helping other people. And we found out that he was doing something toward that end. Yeah, he uh, wanted to start a foundation. Um, think sort of like Betty, the Betty Ford Foundation. He wanted to have uh, his own foundation that could help people uh, struggling with addiction. And although uh, obviously we lost him, um, the people close to him want to make sure that this still happens um, and they are in the process of making sure that Matthew's foundation does get uh, off the ground. And I think it is a sort of a fitting tribute to him is the way they are viewing it is what we're told. And you know, the Betty Ford example is a good one that you know you think about Betty Ford, she was first lady of the United States. There were a couple of dozen of them, well, three dozen or whatever, four right. dozen of them. Um, and that's it in the history of this country. So you would think her legacy would be first lady. I think Betty it's Ford's not. legacy is the Betty Ford Foundation. When you think of Betty Ford, you think of that foundation first, I think. And, and I think there's a good analogy or a good parallel yeah. to you know friends versus the help that he wanted to you know do for other people that he could become that. The longer his, it, it, once they get the foundation launched, the longer it, it is helping people, That's it, right. that does become the legacy, which is what he wanted. And speaking of friends, we should mention last night, uh, his friends' castmates, they released the first statement uh, since his passing. Of course, a lot of people kind of wondering uh, when they would say something. And uh, they said, we were more than just castmates. We are a family. There's so much to say, but right now we're going to take a moment to grieve and process this unfathomable loss. So they're kind of feeling the way that uh, a lot of people are feeling right now. Hi, I'm Lindsay in Indianapolis. I know that Matthew Perry was very open about his addiction and his battle with the disease. And I was really hoping that the autopsy was going to show a medical cause of death and not a toxicological one. And I think a lot of emphasis is being put on there not having illegal drugs in the house, but legal drugs or prescribed drugs, they can be just as addictive, just as deadly, and the outcome is just as tragic. And I think that's what's going to be in this case. And I don't know the relationship between the assistant, how long they worked together, how well they knew each other. But walking into that situation, especially with a personal connection with that person, it has to be tragic. That has to be incredibly hard. And then to find out that it was only a few minutes or it was a savable outcome, that has got to be very, very hard. Really hard. Um, I think so, something, something, yeah. something you raised, I think we really need to talk about. Yes. The coroner is doing a toxicology, they have done toxicology tests. The results aren't gonna come in for minimum six weeks. That does not mean that the prescription drugs or any other drug was the cause of death. They may yeah, find there were that. no drugs in his system. So we don't know, it could have been just a straight heart attack. It could have been, I, I'm just, again, throwing ideas out, but we know he was a smoker. We know, you know, there are issues connected to the heart. He gets in a hot tub if he gets lightheaded. I mean, it's, it could have been any of water. It doesn't mean because they're doing a toxicology that drugs caused his death. That's a really important point, I think, right. to underscore. Right. Okay, we are going to move on. Yes, uh, to Britney Spears and one of her run-ins with the law. <laughs> um, we told you that last month she had been pulled over. Uh, she got pulled over twice, but this time we have the body cam that shows uh, when she got pulled over for crossing the, the double yellow line. 
doesn't seem like that serious of an infraction. Um, she did get a ticket, but here, <laughs> here's her exchange with the officer. She offers up, uh, I think, an excuse that a lot, of pe a lot of officers hear when they pull people over, although not necessarily for crossing the double no, yellow right. line. Not usually that. My house is right there. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, pass on the double yellows. You can't do that. I'm so sorry. Do you have your license? My security at my house has my passport okay. and my driver's license. Okay. I just flew from Mexico. Okay, you haven't gotten your license yet? I stopped you a few weeks ago and you're I'm supposed sorry. to get your license. I'm sorry. Okay, um, do you know you can't pass on the double yellows? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, the reason for that is there's private driveways, so um, people are pulling in and out. It's a bathroom, it's about to come out. Okay, ma'am, so I'm going to be issuing a citation for passing over the double yellows when it's not allowed. Well, um, not a defense. I, <laughs> yeah, actually, no, I see it for her side how it's a defense. Like, she was in a hurry to get, if she really did have to go to the bathroom, although a lot of people use that, but Charles, it's possible. that's a speeding thing, right. not a double yellow well, line She thing. probably crossed the double yellow line because she had to get to, she passed, she passed in a non-passing zone, Right. Because she had to go to the bathroom that badly. You sound, by the like, way, you sound like a 1-800 lawyer. By the way, the, <laughs> I hope you wrote that ticket very quickly. What's really interesting to me is when you read the comments online, obviously Brittany has a huge, very supportive fan base. A lot of them are saying this officer, they're calling it harassment. I oh my this God, officer, this guy couldn't have been nicer. He couldn't he have been very nicer. Nice. He could have uh, gone a lot harder in on her, um, but he's very like, hey, I've seen you before, I've done this before, you know, you just can't do this. So he's not giving her the, what do we call it, like the celebrity treatment, right? He's just saying, yeah. hey, you can't cross the dotted line. But yeah, her fans are pretty fired up online saying that the, uh, the officer well, I think, is oh uh, my harassing God, They're that saying that because not it's have been the nice. second time he pulled her over, but well, look, that's his beat. And he happened to see her, has he not, why wouldn't he mention that, by the way, I remember I pulled you over a few weeks well, ago. Well, he didn't just say that. He said, at one point, he said, um, do you have your license? He said, right. I know who you are, but I still need to see your license because and they because, obviously need to write it down. Right. And He couldn't have been nicer to I her. thought he was very nice, yeah. but hang in there, Brittany. Uh, I don't know. I just always side with the person who gets pulled over. I don't know why. Hi, my name is TJ and I'm from Columbus, Ohio. As far as the Britney Spears um, situation, um, I I can't help but to wonder if she had to do a number one or number two, you know? <laughs> well, she did, did say TT at the beginning. It's like a child. Okay, enough of that. Well, former NBA superstar, uh, retired NBA star Joe Smith, who was number one draft pick back in the day, has sparked a huge debate. And it has to do with his relationship with his wife, Keisha Chavis. So Keisha posted a video of a discussion, a very spirited discussion, that uh, she and Joe were having about the fact that Joe just found out that she has an OnlyFans account. Um, he says he did not know this. And here is their discussion, and on the other side of this, Keisha is going to join us to uh, give us an update on what's going on. But I think you'll understand why this has become something that all couples will have strong feelings about. I can't believe I'm sitting here just finding out you got OnlyFans paid. Out of all these years, you know, the disrespect that comes with it, that you could have talked to me before you did it. That's, 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 
I have an OnlyFans page, and he's mad because he's just now finding out about it. Of course I'm mad I'm just finding but out about it. I'm not doing it with anybody but myself, it so why should I have to tell you my choice, my body, my body, body. You know who was when you met me. Before. Before. Before, before yeah, before, met, yeah, I and I that. thought that I would never have to go Man, back to you know, anything yeah, like this again, but unfortunately, no, no, no. that's not the case right now. That. Uh, well, that conversation went on for, that we saw anyway, several minutes. And um, it picked up in our office this morning because our office is divided on this. She is on OnlyFans, um, but he also knew that in the past she had been an adult film star and she, she said, had stopped that. And she had and stopped that, but she said, look, I need to make money too, and this has nothing to do with you. And she's on, as you heard her say, she's not with anybody else when she's on the page. That's right. So, look, we wanted to have both Joe and Keyshawn to talk about this. And thought we were. We thought we were, but uh, it is Keisha who's joining us right now, and we'll find out why Joe isn't. So, uh, Keisha Chavis, welcome to TMZ Live. Hi. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just it's got a, a little emotional. Um, yeah. I, I guess the first question is, where's how Joe? Are you, how are you Where, guys doing? Where's Joe? Um, He's pretty pissed off with me. So he's been, um, I think he's at his sister's house. He's not talking to me right now. So, yeah. Uh, so, Keisha, how long ago, obviously, we saw in the video that Joe was saying he had no idea that you had this account. How long, how long is the account, have you had the page? Um, I've had the page for at least over a year. Um, it's on my Instagram and my LinkedIn, but that's what happens when you don't pay attention to your wife, period. Um, and, you know, he has a friend that he's been entertaining and she decided that, you know, she wants to really put a wrench, a bigger, you know, wedge in our relationship. So she went digging around my page and was like, oh, do you know that she has this? And I blew it from that. So why don't you kind of look, I mean, this is, it's it's interesting and applies to most couples how much what one person is allowed to do without informing the other. So why don't you kind of explain your point of view on why you are able to do this and whether he knows or doesn't know, yeah, it, it, that's his business. Well, I have on numerous I mean, it's no secret Joe's financial issues, you know, mm -hmm. and I have always made a good life for myself, you know. Um, before I met Joe, I was living overseas in Europe, and I had established myself as a singer, you know, and I came back here, you know, thinking that with his persona and who he was once we got together and I found out who he was that it would only take off you know other things but you know not everybody's hustle and drive are the same and depression is a serious thing also so you know I've been just like you know supporting and dealing and going through his trials and tribulations with him I've started several businesses you know I've, I've been doing a lot like and I just was I just figured out like figure out I have a home in Cape Verde I'm trying not to lose and a, and a roof over here we're trying to maintain that we almost got kicked out of. So I just kicked in the drive and did what I had to do. 
you know, and he won't do it. So I had to. And I'm sorry, you knew I was an adult video star when you met me. So if my survival, if I would do anything for my own survival, then what makes you think that would change now? So you um, and Joe have been married for five years. And just listening but to you- But we've been together for almost 13 years though. We've been together since 2012, like after his retirement. And it really wasn't a retirement that he wanted. It was a forced retirement because he just got locked out after the lockout in the 2011 lockout, you guys remember. Right. You know, he just never got a new job. Nobody wanted him anymore. So, you know, there was a depression and I've been going, you know, dealing with all of this stuff. And I'm sorry, you know, uh, that I, I'm not sorry for what I'm doing. I'm just sorry that he can't understand that it's not, that wasn't a selfish um, decision. It was a decision that I made. I made an executive decision when my man wasn't taking the lead. So it, 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 it sounds to me, just based on listening to you over the last five or so minutes, um, that this runs way deeper in terms of the conflict there uh, than OnlyFans, that you guys are having some pretty fundamental, serious issues. Yeah, we are. It's not been easy, you know, and it's not been easy on him. And I mean, my friends, anybody that knows me, you, I, I really love Joe. Um, I just, I love him. Um, if we were, like, if he never speaks to me again, I still will do things to help him or whatever I can because he's my family. You know, he's like an intricate part of my life and I just want the best for us. And I wish he wanted that also. That's really where I'm at. You know, I wish that he wanted the best for us because he's not really wanting the best for himself. So I can't expect him to do for him, what he, for me, what he can't do for himself, I guess. And that's why I just did what I had to do. And does that continue? I mean, I, I, have you drawn that line in the sand that you will continue doing OnlyFans? Um, Unless something else happens that, you know, changes that, no, I'm going to continue my OnlyFans. Um, I want to thank everyone that has been supporting me through this. And I want to thank all of my new subscribers because I went from making a couple of hundred a month to <laughs> in one day. I want to thank everyone for like, really, it's a blessing, you know, and if he doesn't see it, then well. All right. Well, we wish you the best. I mean, obviously, there's a lot that you and Joe got to work out here. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah, we just wish you the best. I hope that, um, you know, Joe comes back and you guys can at least talk this through. Counseling is needed. You know, he just needs, a, we, I think, as a couple and just him individually, he needs counseling to help find out how to re-find himself and find his new place in the world, you know? It's really hard once you've had a major yeah. career, you were this number one draft pick, and then everything ends. You know, I, uh, how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of retired athletes uh, go through this. Um, we so Peter, appreciate the so time, and, and thank you for also just being so open about this. Um, we're sorry you're going through this. I mean, you, we can feel how emotional this is for you. Yeah. It All is, right. because, you know, I don't want to be alone, but, you know, if that's what it has to be, that's what it has to be. But um, I, I, I don't think we'll have a divorce. I don't think so. I think he'll, I think he, he'll come around. We hope so. Okay, yeah. Keisha, thank you so much. Thank you all. Wow, Bye. that was heavy. There's a lot more going on in yeah. that relationship than we knew yeah. just from that video. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow.
Selena Gomez is the latest celebrity to voice her opinion about what is happening in the Middle East. And I guess this comes down to what is enough to say. And if you are any, for any other celebrity who is thinking about what they want to say, what they want to post, when have you said enough? I don't because think that's right. I think whatever you say. If you go it could to, be whatever you If you say. go down the middle, you're going to get slammed. If you take because a stand... Because you haven't said enough. Right. If right. you take a stand, you're going to get slammed. Right. So when you speak, you're going to get you're slammed. You're going to get slammed. Whichever side, or if you go right down the middle, and it seems like Selena is getting blasted mostly because... Here's what she said. Down the middle. I've been taking a break from social media because my heart breaks to see all of the horror, hate, violence, and terror that's going on in the world. People being tortured and killed or any act of hate toward any one group is horrific. I'm sorry if my words will never be enough for everyone or a hashtag. I just can't stand by innocent people getting hurt. That's what makes me sick. I wish I could change the world, but a post won't. I can't help but saying it. She said nothing. I mean, that's the problem. She didn't really say anything. That's right. She didn't really take a position. She was kind of trying to both sides it. But you're right, Harvey. She was saying a whole lot of nothing. I think you guys are slightly misinterpreting the criticism a little bit. It's not so much criticism, you know, for or against Israel or Palestine or whatever. It's more so, uh, at least from what I was reading online, it's more so the fact that she, like, kind of made it about herself. And she was like, I'm taking a break from social media. You know what I mean? So she basically made a non-statement and then kind of turned the focus on herself and made it about her mental health or whatever her, her problem is. So I wanted to just say in general, like the criticism here seems mostly warranted, um, but bigger picture, if you're a celebrity and you're not well-educated on this, or if you don't really have a strong opinion on this issue, don't speak, there's no need to speak. I don't know if PR people are getting in A-listers a like her in, in their ear and saying, you gotta say something. Don't say anything. And if you're going to say something, say something with some conviction. Angelina Jolie, for example, said something, took a strong stance, for better or worse, so you can you can commend her on that. Um, but yeah, Selena Gomez said a whole lot of nothing here. Yeah, I think and, and, there's but an I expectation think, for her because she has, I know it goes back and forth, does she right now have the most followers on Instagram? But she didn't say anything. Right, and I think because she has so many followers, there's like, and I actually, hey, you should say and I didn't, you have influence. I didn't really think of this until Fabian said it, but I agree with him. Can you put the statement up real quick? She did at first make it about I herself. I know, but you don't do that. It's like I've been well, taking she's a explained, break. I think she's explaining why she hasn't said anything up to this point. I just... That's all that is. I agree with Fabian on this. Yeah, I mean, people don't care. And to your point, Charles, about the following... Whoa, 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 hold people, on, hold on. You can't say people don't care. She has... What, 700 and something No, thousand? what I'm saying is they don't care if she's taking a breath. You know what I'm saying? The, the issue is larger than her. It's so not about her. if she's into the issue, it's they about, don't care about whether you're taking it. Yeah. If you're going to speak on the issue, speak on the issue. Totally agree. To your point about her following, she has a huge following. And her trying to say, oh, my post doesn't mean now. anything. It absolutely does mean something, especially if you take a strong side on it. So, anyway. I'm Team Fabian on this. I don't think we're all saying the same thing. <laughs> Hi, my name is Oya Kainz-Larajas. I'm from Vancouver, BC, and I think what Selena said was pretty moderate, and I'm not sure why she's getting critiqued so harshly when I don't think her critics are going to be going to the Middle but East what, to help but what's, out. what's she saying? What is she saying? Uh, well, it sounds like she doesn't want to choose a side. Okay, so what's she saying? <laughs> Um, she, yeah. she, what she's saying is she wants peace for both sides, not just, uh... I think it's horrific to see, that, which, of course it is. I mean, right. Okay. Of course it is. We are going to take a break. All right, when we come back, Robert De Niro on the stand and getting heated. He is in the middle of a, uh, a big legal battle with his ex-assistant, and that guy that you see in the movies, yeah, he's the same guy on the stand. You're going to hear 
what he had to say about this business relationship gone horribly wrong. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, Robert De Niro had his starring moment in court as he took the stand in this lawsuit. There are two lawsuits here involving his ex-assistant. He, he sued her for embezzlement. He sued her for embezzling money from the company that she was helping to run. Right, she uh, production company. And then uh, she sued him saying that he fired her and was a horrible boss and harassment, said harassment, and yeah. The usual. So uh, he took the stand, um, which you would have expected him to do since he's brought the lawsuit, and he was pissed. Yeah, and did not hold back. And if you think that sometimes he plays like that grumpy guy in movies, same guy on stand. Cameo. <laughs> Cameo. Well, that's good, right? You're providing the jury exactly what they want to what they want to see, which is Robert De Niro acting as Robert De Niro acts, which is the grumpy old man. And he gets in there and he has a very impassioned testimony and was getting very frustrated, obviously, with both the questions and with the, uh, with the entire nature of the case. Um, feels that he's completely justified in letting someone go, feels that she embezzled, alleges she embezzled from him, and doesn't like the fact that he's now having to suffer uh, a countersuit. He said that this is all nonsense. He's like, look, I'm, this is how I dealt with an employee who I felt was not up to snuff. It's almost like he felt like, why am I here? Why do I have to be on this stand? Um, but you're right, though. The fact that he was Robert De Niro, that it's got to help with the jury, right? I mean, I mean it, there's a starstruck thing. It, it helps and sometimes it hurts. I mean, I think the big thing is that the jury's got to believe it's authentic and real. And that's the perception of Robert De Niro, just based on some of the movies. And I think he, he was kind of true to form and he came off as real. And I think, you know, look, the jury's gonna have to make decisions on whether there was embezzlement, whether there was harassment and all that. One of the things he, he said- But that helps when the jury believes you're authentic. Right, well, one of the things he says is, I mean, there's the embezzlement, and also he just basically said she did a bad, a bad job. job. She was watching TV. Watching Netflix all day, um, and instead of- Although, she did, he did elevate her all the way up to the vice president of his company. What, yeah, and I thought that was interesting yeah. because isn't, shouldn't, I would imagine there'd be some questions like, if she was so bad, why did you promote her to a vice president of your production? Which company? is a point, but then he's saying once she had the power, she abused it. And that's right. his, and by the way, he I, was making $300,000 a year. I, I, I think the other part of this that came up that Robert De Niro was very sort of offended by was the uh, assumption, or I'm sorry, the allegation from her side that his girlfriend, Tiffany Chen, was somehow driving a wedge between Robert De Niro and, and her and the assistant. Yeah. Um, and he said, absolutely, Tiffany and, Tiffany and I make decisions together. Don't try to make this um, like she's the one who's stirring things up. I'm Lisa Perron, a psychic from Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. I can certainly understand how Mr. De Niro would feel grumpy, his former assistant not performing her duties. However, it would probably behoove him from this point forward to be a little more calm with his emotions since it's a, a court trial and such. It probably isn't helping that he's showing his anger in court. But as Harvey said, it does show that, to me anyway, that he's being genuine. All right, so okay. um, we are gonna move on. We're gonna get into the I'm spirit. Really, I'm really into this next story. Uh, the spirit of Halloween. Uh, Donna D'Errico, the former Baywatch star. And Playboy model. And Playboy model, yes. Uh, she says that she has been 
shadow banned on Instagram that a lot of people, her followers can't see her photos. Um, and it's all because she posted, this is one of the photos that she posted. And it's basically, there were versions of this. Her sitting with a jack-o-lantern, with a pumpkin, or there's another one where she's with a jack-o-lantern. Um, and she says that haters, other women, <laughs> she believes, uh, went through her account and reported all of her posts and that's why Instagram shadow banned her. What is wrong I don't with see, this post? I, I see a no, lot on Instagram that is much worse than this. Right, so and, and what it is, is je- I think it's it's, it's probably jealousy. Jealousy. It's jealousy. Exactly. It, it, like, we all have personal responsibility. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm fat because I'm eating candy. Like, Okay, well, that was an odd confession. We, yeah. but, but, but what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, really. This stuff drives me crazy sometimes. It's like people would rather sit there and report other people. Like, she looks great. She's in her mid-50s. She looks absolutely amazing. Like, let, let her be. There, let her and, live and, her and, life. and therein lies the problem. I think people are like, oh, my God, she's 54 and she's doing this. Doing what? I mean, she looks great. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's sexy. But you see more than that heart when you go to the pool. We of all know course. that. I mean, look at bikinis. Well, the, the reality is you see more than that on Instagram from other people. So that's why it is really strange. But that's I her mean, point is that's why she thinks someone calling her out. The Kardashians wear, like, what What are they talking about? I know. We want to be. We want to make sure we're not uh, encouraging people here to report the Kardashians or anybody else who might be expressing no, their fine. sexuality online. It's all More fine. power right. to them. More, don't, do not call on anybody. <laughs> hey, guys. It's A. Wood from B98.5 in Atlanta. And haters going to hate, right? These women that complained on her, I agree. I hate to be the one that agrees with all the guys on this story, but yeah, they were jealous. Sometimes we can be right. Amazing. I, I just she want to say what I, I just want to say one thing to you. Taylor Swift has taken over the NBA. She's taken over the NFL. She doesn't have to take over TMZ Live. You don't have to quote her. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's so true. It's true. Hate, it's and that's what true. they're doing. They're hating on Donna Derrico. She is hot body royalty. Don't come for her. Okay, hot All body right. royalty. We like, like that. that. We'll end with that. It is. I think one of the most um, daring, uh, risky things you can do as a performer, and that is performing the national anthem. It is not an easy song. Not everybody to is sing. Whitney Houston. That exactly. Um, which what, it is what makes what happened at the Milwaukee Bucks game over the weekend really interesting. If you didn't see it, Flavor Flav from Public Enemy performed the national anthem. No, he was not rapping. He was singing, and um, this took a lot of people by surprise. It has gone viral um, for a multitude of reasons, Uh, but Flav is going to be with us in just a moment to talk about how this came about and the fact that, actually, it's been received very well in the NBA. So here's a little bit of the song, and then Flav is going to be with us. I gotta I say, tell you. I gotta say, I loved his version. I'm gonna admit that when loved I loved it. When I first saw loved the clip, it. and I, I thought I, I will admit, uh, I thought it was a joke when I first saw the clip, and then I heard him perform it, and I was like, 
No, he's really serious about this. So I without further ado, loved it. let's bring in the legend, uh, Flavor Flav. Welcome back to TMZ Live. How you doing, man? And congratulations. Yo, what's up? What's up, Charles? What's up, Harvey? How y'all doing, yo? I gotta say, I'm I'm blown I'm blown away by you. I honestly, I listened to this, and to me, it showed somebody who thought about how they wanted to do it. You studied it. It was your version. I gotta tell you, Flav, I thought it was fantastic. How's it been received by other people? Thank you. I mean. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, but um, I, 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 I'm getting it. I'm, I'm getting it kind of from both sides. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I got a lot of people that loved it. Everybody say I did a good job and everything. But then, you know, you got your share of haters out there too. Of course. You know, you might might night. be referring to Fifty Cent. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yo, yo. Wait, let me tell you something, man. I, <laughs> I love Fifty, and I got mad respect for Fifty. But let me tell you something. There's some things that I could do that 50 Cent can't do. You know what I'm saying? Number one, 50 Cent, he can't sing. <laughs> and then number two, hey, at least when I threw my first pitch out, it was a strike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can't even throw a pitch. Oh, let's wow. See, let's, see 50 Cent, let's see 50 Cent throw a strike. All you know right. What I'm saying? Word up. That's fair. That's, my, that is hey, fair. I threw my ball over the plate. That's... He threw his ball like the... He threw his ball at the batter that was on deck. That's Who how. That? That's how you troll a troll. Uh, so back to the performance. So Flav, I got to say, like I made it up front. I thought it was a joke when I first saw the clip. I'd never heard you sing, and certainly not sing a song like this. But you really, clearly, put a lot of time and effort into practicing for this. I'm wondering when. How did it get set up with the Bucks? Did they contact you, and did they make you audition? Um, did they have you send in a, a video of yourself singing it beforehand? Well, let me say this. I got a I got a homie, you know what I'm saying, that plays for the Bucks. His name is Marjon Bolchamp. He's number three. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was at the Summer League games this year watching them play, and I didn't know that that was Peter Fagan that I was sitting next to, but I learned that that was the you know Milwaukee Bucks president. So... We got to talking, and I told him, I said, listen, I want to one day sing the national anthem, man. Can I can I come out to Milwaukee one day and sing the national anthem? He said, well, send me a video of you singing it. Luckily, I had a video right there in my phone. Wow. Of I you singing the national anthem? So, so you'd been working on this for some time, I would imagine. Yeah, because I've been wanting to do it for a long time, you know what I'm saying? It's just that, you know, I couldn't find it. I mean, you know, couldn't find the right moment since. So now you've done it. People have seen you do it. They know you can. What has the response been um, from, have you heard from anybody who's saying, you know what, we'd like to have you come out and sing it? Hey, yes, I, I, did, get a, I did get a couple of offers, you know what I'm saying? One from New York and then also one from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? They want me to come out and sing the national anthem at their spots. You know what I'm saying? Which is wait, a big honor. Wait a minute. So are you saying the garden? The Knicks called? You got to do it in New York, man. Can Beautiful. I ask you a favor? Because honestly, I, 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 I really ser seriously, I said it on the show yesterday. I loved it. Do can you, can you just, it would make my day, do um, the land of the free and the home of the brave for us. Land of the free. And the home of the brave. Flavor, flavor. Yeah, boy. 
I you know love I, your voice. You know voice. what I love about the I flavor? I love that your voice. They always say that whether people Thank can have a, a second chapter. And, you know, obviously everyone knows you from Public Enemy and rapping. You're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They don't know you yeah. as a singer, and now you've introduced them to that. That's I think awesome. it's really awesome. And hopefully people also know that you are a virtuoso when it comes to playing. Like, you play piano. You play a bunch of different yeah. instruments. I wanted to say congratulations. I know your, uh, your four-year-old son... Uh, just dropped a, a song also. I, my son Jordan is the bomb. He's like his dad. He loves being in the center of attention. He's not scared. And I'm going to tell you, y'all watch out. This kid, this kid is going to rise to stardom. I'm dead serious. And not just because he's my son, but it's because of the talent that he has and the want that he has to really want to do this. That's you watch. Awesome, he's going right. to be huge. All right. Well, I don't know if we'd be the ones who interview him in the future, but... But make sure he talks to TMZ. It's great. We might not be around. I, I got to say, it's so great talking to you. I'm so glad we had you on today because, honestly, that was, that was a moment to hear that. Keep it going. We want to hear you at the Garden. Yo, thank you, Harvey. I appreciate you guys so much, man. And thank y'all for the positive interview today. At least I'm coming through on something positive. <laughs> that, that made my day. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it was really awesome. Congratulations to... Uh, one of the best-looking couples in Hollywood, yep. uh, Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz, uh, getting ready to head down the aisle. He popped the question. They've dated, what, two years? Yeah, about two years, I think. Uh, interesting. And It's his second marriage. What about her? It will be both of their uh, second marriages. Um, but you guys, there were so many hints to this, and it was right in front of our faces. They went out to a Halloween party. She was uh, actually dressed as Rosemary from Rosemary's Baby, holding the knife. But look what's on that finger. I mean, a huge rock. You don't. You, <laughs> you can say you that's part that, of the costume, though, because Rosemary wasn't married. I know. So. And the other thing, too, Charlie, you think that she just, people happen to catch that? That's intentional, right? Yeah. I do think it is intentional. But, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, if you get engaged to Channing Tatum, you're like, look, you guys, I am engaged to Channing Tatum. <laughs> um, Channing Bragging Tatum right. needs to wear something to say, I'm engaged to Zoe Kravitz. What is he? He's the baby. She's oh, Rosemary. he's the, Rose, the baby. Oh, wait. Oh. See, Rosemary's baby. I get yeah. Rosemary's baby. I got, uh, it I, was not high concept, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, it's Coco Louie coming to you from PG County, Maryland. I'm here for it, and with all the news of everybody splitting up and then babies popping up, I'm here for this. Well, babies popping up. Baby, there's uh, some celebs who are uh, expecting, or at least people <laughs> rumored, rumoring that they're expecting. Boy, that was a really dumb question. What's he? <laughs> yeah, he's one of your <laughs> finest. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hey guys, it's Leslie in Arkansas. And on the Matthew Perry story, I really hope that along with him being Chandler Bing, that he is remembered for his, um, you know, just trying to help people get out of addiction um, and get back on the road to recovery. That was just so meaningful to him, I know. So, you know, rest in peace, Matthew Perry. You are truly missed. It's really interesting yeah. how he just spans generations, that show. It's it really does. It's really amazing. Uh, one more. Hi there, my name is Alexis Sabate, and I'm currently a student at NYU. Um, currently discussing the Britney Spears story of her recent. You need to say you're also an intern oh, here because we bring oh, interns. Well, we were going to explain that, but we wanted to get her her, her take it. first. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So the Britney Spears story is honestly hilarious to me. I mean, she kind of used one of the oldest tricks out of the bag. 
I kind of did something similar to that when I was 16. I had just gotten my license and, you know, thought it was pretty cool. Um, Hold on, did you get out of the ticket? Wait, what'd you get pulled over for? I was speeding. Um, And, and? I kind of tried saying that I was going to school, which I was, but I was definitely getting a bagel first, so I got the ticket, but. (laughs) That was the only time I've ever Didn't been pulled work, huh? over. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, how's the, how's the internship? Yeah. I love the internship. I think it's been such an amazing opportunity just to kind of immerse yourself in the newsroom experience. I mean, if you want to get yourself involved, there's so many different ways that you can get involved. And I've been trying my best to immerse myself in that experience for sure. I think um, working at TMZ, I love it, and I can't say enough good things about it. What would you think of the Halloween uh, meeting today? By the oh, way, yeah. watch the other show, the you'll show. See, see the costumes. The costumes. I loved the costumes. I think my favorite one, someone was wearing L to the OG. That's from Succession, and that's like one of my favorite shows, so I thought it was Oh, hilarious. that's who that was. <laughs> I, yeah. I saw that, and I was like, what was that? Okay, now I get it. Roll. All right. Yep. Okay. okay. Can't say the Kardashians don't put in the effort every year at Halloween. Um, so, without further ado, here are the costumes this year. You know who that is, Harv? I, I mean, it's Kim and North. It is Kim and North as uh, Alicia Silverstone uh-huh. and Clueless. Yes, Cher and Dion. That's pretty good. Not bad. Uh, who do we got else? That Showing is off their, uh, Courtney and Travis, and that is Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice couple. Yep. You remember their names? Uh, no, I, mean, I do not. Courtney and Lydia. Travis? Lydia. <laughs> okay. Beetlejuice, obviously. Okay. Lydia. And, and then, um, I know this, this is Sugar and Spice from Batman. <laughs> yeah, forever. someone told you that. There's no way you'd remember that. And by the way, wait, who is that? That's Kendall, right? Which Kendall one? and Kylie. Right? Yeah. Kylie I got. I, didn't, I couldn't tell Kendall. By the way, Kendall is my girlfriend today. Oh, he was Bad Bunny. I talked to, sort of. I, I, I talked <laughs> to a man about a horse. And you will see that if you watch TMZ on TV. <laughs> uh, have a good Halloween. We will see you tomorrow. Be safe.